everyone, welcome to JoJo's World. Greetings and salutations from the other world of not being drawn into reality. But We're also talking kinda. to you from beyond the grave. What are frogs? That's right, you heard it here first. We died after recording <laughs> this podcast, and now you will die in seven days. Oh. Is that literally the plot of The Ring? Yes. Oh. Nice. I mean, she wasn't recording a, a home VHS before she died. She's apparently just really into home media as a as a ghost. I mean, surely it would just be a matter of walking up to someone and going, you're going to die in seven days because I'm going to kill you. Right? It wouldn't be that hard to... Also, I'm a ghost. <laughs> Spooky. I think we've talked about this before, but did you see that um, someone programmed a little girl from The Ring uh, VR ghost? Yes. Man, Spooky. That is funny, though. It crawls out of the TV into 3D, and then if you get far enough away, it re it just reap- and- Yeah, it reappears. So you're like, oh, I can't see it. And guess what? It's in the doorway. I don't know. It must. I don't know how you see while you're doing it. But what? Oh no, it's like a Hololens thing. Oh, okay. It's not like a full VR. It's not like a Vive. No. Vibe. Vive. Vive. Yeah. That's the PlayStation one. No, that's the HTC one. The PlayStation. I don't know what one, that is. The PlayStation one is PlayStation. VR. See, I like that because that's a name that you hear and you know what it is. <laughs> you know what it's about. I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Valentine, the other one of the co-hosts. This is our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Recap and Discussion Podcast, and we're here today to recap and discuss an episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the only anime worth watching. I've told you about my friend who will kill you one day. Yeah, I'd really rather he didn't. I mean, if he could come into this room right now, I think he'd just stare at you. Just... Oh, like the little girl from The Ring in that AR yeah. experience. And you'd have seven days to live, as per his ultimatum. Oh, here's a fun fact. They've updated all the branding on the JoJo wiki because of a recent announcement that we'll be probably be discussing at the end of the episode. Oh, how exciting. Uh, okay, so today we watched the 89th episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, which is also the... 15th episode of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, part four, Diamond is Unbreakable, aka Diamond is Not Crash, <laughs> if you're bad. Um, okay. It covers part of chapter 321 through chapter 324 of the manga. That's three, four, that's four. Three and a bit. Three and a bit. It's three and a partial. Ah. Ah. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, is my new character the Inquisitive Count? Ah, ah. Hmm. <laughs> Everyone at home is like, who are these crazy people? Have you ever thought about... I don't know if we've discussed this before, mm. <laughs> considering how often I do that The Count bit. Yeah. Showing, like, bringing Vlad Tepes into the modern world. Okay. Showing him a picture of The Count from Sesame Street and being like, no, this is basically you with... Two or three degrees of abstraction. <laughs> okay, one, how are we going to bring him into it's the It's a mod- hypothetical, Nick. Yeah, but like, we got to think this I through. I used my stand, okay? Okay, I'm down with that. Second, why are we showing him the count <laughs> of all of the to other see counts? He, to see how he, he reacts. Do you reckon he'd be happy? He's like, oh, I can still count, I, I see. I think he'd be baffled. Ah, uh, yeah. He'd be like, why is there only one of me? Ha, ha, ha. Oh, because he was really like that. Yeah, I imagine so. It's like, ah, oh, well, I see we've got one level of abstraction, then back a step to what I one was. impaled enemy combatant. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. Yeah, I imagine that'd that'd go really well, though. I think. Who is this episode brought to us by? Oh, why? the letter A and the number three and uh, the patron Mushroom Seeds. Mushroom Seeds. No, it's frequent Twitter correspondent. But it's also in all caps. So you need to be all like Mushroom Seeds or something equally. Sure. God damn it, Liam. What? You gotta, you gotta like, like further the. I don't trust myself to not blow out the mic because of my powerful voice if I do that. Yeah, right. That's fair. But you gotta do it, Liam. You gotta. Every time you see his name on your screen, you just gotta scream it. To the high heavens. Until he himself hears it and goes... Or she, or they. Or they. You don't know. The being mushroom seeds of an entitous nature, whoever it may be, you just got to scream it at the top of your lungs so they hear it. No matter where they are. Exactly. Anyway. Thanks. I'm Liam S. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> and this has been... Some bullshit. <laughs>
Thank you, Mushroom Seeds, for everything you allow us to plant in your ears. Thanks for supporting the podcast. You make it all plausible. Plausible? Yep, we make it possible, they make it plausible. That's true. That is true. I'm Liam S. Smith. (laughs) (laughs) And this is JoJo's World. And and I'm the other JoJo's wiki. Yes. What did you think about this here episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure entitled Let's Go to the Manga Artist's House Part 2? Which is English for dear. (laughs) Okay. So, yes, is my exact feelings on this episode. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. It had, like, a nice little callback that was actually genuinely good. And what was that? The hair. Oh, yep. Yep. Um, so fun fact about the hair thing, mm-hmm. now that we've learned its origins in the, the latter part of this episode, yeah. never happens again. Really? That's the end of it. That's the only callback we ever see for it. I, I don't think callback is the right word, because it's a thing that's been happening in the story pretty regularly to this point. Uh, I mean, kind of. Not like It's a character trait of Josuke's. Yes. But it never happens again. No. Really? Pretty sure. Not even in the final fight? You know, I... I I feel like every time I make a blank- blanket statement, like, oh, that never happens again. There's always one or two that I've forgotten, but I'm pretty sure it never happens again. I love if next episode it happens again. You go, oh, wait. It's no. like the whole point of the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I thought it was good. I thought it was a nice little bringing together of a joke and emotional resonance. I think it's a good episode um, for showcasing a high pressure stand battle that involves very little actual battling. Yes. Yes. It's a it, battle of wits. It's a battle of preparation and just going the fuck there. Mm-hmm. It's a battle of intense monologues happening in a very compressed span of time. That was measured at one point. Mm. But we'll get into that now. We open. <laughs> no, we don't open because, Nick. What? I want to share with you some words of wisdom from my friend and yours, Hirohiko Araki. Oh. Author. Artist. Of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Are we on first name terms with him yet? Nope. Shit. (laughs) This is from volume 35. I'm pretty worried about environmental destruction. (laughs) Okay. Every single fucking week that we do this. And he has another little thing. He's like, you know, here's my giant statement that I'm about to unpack. Here's the thesis of the next paragraph. (laughs) I'm pretty worried about environmental destruction. A while ago, I visited my hometown, and this mountain I remember from my childhood was completely gone. (gasps) Turns out they bulldozed it to put up a new housing development. The residents said it had improved the economy, so they didn't mind. But I think anything that changes the basic topography of an area so much is wrong. Mm, mm. It's a very uh, Shinto way of viewing things. Is it? Yeah, so the whole idea of Shinto is that everything is, like, spiritually connected. And so humans are not meant to, like, just take what they want for, like, material gain at any point. Because if you go, man, that's a big-ass tree, then to someone in Shinto, they'd be like, yes, there could be a tree spirit living in there. Whereas to all of us, we're like, no, it's just a big fucking tree, bro. That's it. Yeah. Great. Thanks, Mm. Nick. No worries. Distilling an entire cultural mythology down to some bullshit. How you doing, Japan? Please invite me over. (laughs) (laughs) So. So. We open the episode. Let's go to the manga artist's house, part two. English for dose. How many words for two have you said now? Most of the ones I know. We open on a close-up of the eye of a raven or a crow, which is eating a spider outside. Metaphor? No one knows. It's like that shot I was telling you about in Battle Lieutenant Port of Call New Orleans, where it just cuts to the perspective of some nearby alligators for a while. (laughs) It's just over there. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, And then from that shot, we pan out to how we ended last week's episode, where Koichi is walking to Rohan's house being like, I'm tired. I shouldn't go in. Here I go in. Why am I going in? I don't want to go in, but I do want to go in. Now, we've all been there. He passes through the darkened hallways and uh, into the the, raw. the equally darkened study <laughs> of Rohan Kishibe, who is drawing manga. Ooh. Frantically, some might say. Mm. He's got this real angry look on his face. Angry? Yeah, he looks... He's, he looks... He's, he's clearly just, like, tense and focused, but he looks angry. Like, his teeth I are thought, clenched and he's... Oh. Like, oh, I thought he just looked sinister. 
I don't think ah, it was. You know, column A, column B. Whoa, whoa. Anger and cynicism. Cynic- that's not at all what Moving sinister on. is. <laughs> and of course, the windows of his art studio are shuttered. <gasps> whoa. That's the sign of hermetitude. I'm glad you're here, Koichi. You're right on time, just like I knew you would be. But if you could just wait 20 minutes, I just want to finish a couple of pages of next week's manuscript. Wait, next week's manuscript? But he he just finished... This week's manuscript yesterday. But that doesn't make any sense. That means that if he's already drawn next week's, then what? How is that possible? Koichi's all like, wow, he's going to do like two pages in 20 minutes? That's so fast. And we get a lot of um, a lot of dramatic shots of Rohan. It's um, it's not quite slow-mo, but it's um, it's like still frames that fade into one another that mm. imply like very fast movement. Very precise, very like, mm. uh, what's the word? Not focused. Very thought out motions. But with like a dramatic flair. Yeah. Uh, as he dips his ink pen and then frantically starts to draw and we get a lot of those speed lines as he just, he creates a drawing of um, the figure we assume is the protagonist of Pink Dark Boy, presumably the titular Pink Dark Boy. Ah, yes. Who looks to be doing some sort of dive near a speeding car or something. In a very, very fantastic manner, might Mm. I add. A very sort of Jojo-esque pose. Oh, is it just? Wow, he's drawing... Just straight ink onto paper, no pencils first. And he's even doing the background. That's so complicated. It's insane. But it gets even more insane <laughs> as he raises his pen into the air dramatically and then does some sort of not some it's s- like a poke. stabbing motions yeah. almost, which it's a fountain pen, so um the ink the ink flows freely and he shoots out darts of ink onto the page which land and splatter, perfectly filling the um the shaded areas of the page. I'm just putting it out there. Have you ever seen ink blot onto a surface into a square? Because I have. <laughs> now? <laughs> now, yeah. <laughs> so Koichi's like, oh, he's filling in the beta. Aren't what? you supposed to do that by hand with a brush? But he's just flinging ink like shurikens. <laughs> and he keeps doing it again and again, filling in like bushes and shadows from the car. And like. He drew an entire panel of manga in just two minutes. It's amazing. And he's like sweating. And Araki at this point is looking at this panel in his manga and going, yeah, I'm really that good. Give me more jobs. Yeah, a lot please. of people don't know that Araki drew that panel of Pink Dark Boy the same way that Rohan did it. <laughs> you know, I hear that Araki has a very specific method of colouring things in where he holds up like 90 coloured pens. And just shakes and them. And just shakes them. And bam, there it is. Thanks, Koichi. That was the first time I've ever drawn 19 pages in one night. This is going to be my new masterpiece. He drew 19 pages in one night? That's a lot of pages. Shit, man. It's because I'm using your experiences, Koichi. Your experiences are amazing. And then Koichi says something that isn't subtitled. I think he goes, what? What? I mean, we don't know. Yeah. And oh, and like his, his face flips open into a book again. And he's like, I remember everything now. No! You don't care that I'm ripping pages off you, Koichi. You don't care that I'm sending you to an early grave, do you? Because you'll live forever as my masterpiece. I mean, I, I kind of care. Oh no. Nah, it's fine, mate. <laughs> You'll live forever as art. As manga, the highest form of art. <laughs> if someone walked up to you and said, hey, you've got seven days to live because you're going to be turned into a manga, which will live on forever as manga, would you be like, cool? I'd probably be like, I'd really rather not. Yeah, but you'll live on forever as manga. <laughs> is, it a, is it a good manga? I don't know if it's as good as Pink Dark Boy, but it could be known as, uh, what's another co- Uh, it could be known as, like, Beige Lightly. Uh, so it's derivative? Yeah, I mean, it's a similar premise. Cut to the OP. The new OP. That I- The worst uh, OP I'm, of I'm, extant JoJo's Bizarre Adventure yeah, OPs. I'm not very pleased with it. So- I immediately was like, oh, it's like a new- I wasn't one. taken with it when I first saw it, much like it sounds like you weren't. Yeah, no. Uh, but- it's grown on me. Uh, it's got a lot going for it in terms of the animation and imagery. Yeah. Less so... Um, the, the song. The, not my sort of music, let's put it that way. It's sort of um, that... It grew on you like a tumor. You, you compared it to the um, 
the songs they use for the Death Note openings, and yeah. I think that's quite apt. The se- you know how the second half of Death Note went from, like, kind of, like, approachable, kind of like, oh, yeah, it's like this kind of weird, semi It's like poppy angsty kind of rock. Yeah. And then it went into, like... Please don't do that. <laughs> it went into, like, that kind of angst, and I was like, no, please, no. This is what that sounds like. The guy's like... Except whatever the Japanese version of that is. Or indeed the English version no, of that. No, because like, the, you know how English singing... Those weren't words is what I'm saying. Oh, yes. <laughs> but like, you know how when you hear like a Chinese song, it feels like it would fit exactly in a karaoke bar because it's no, just... No, I don't. Oh, okay. Well, shit. <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it. So let's just talk about Chase. The song. Well, first let's, the talk, myth. first let's talk about the animation. Oh, yes. The good bit. So everything's a lot more washed out than we're used to for JoJo's, mm. as if to imply a, a, an approaching dark presence. <gasps> Some kind of important life lesson is going to Some be kind of dark heart that lurks behind those white picket fences. Some kind of darkness. So some recurring motifs that we see in this. Mm. Uh, we see um, a, a heart with JoJo written on it. Oh. Um, which is clearly... The you, heart you know, of the series. Your Joe Stars, yeah. your Joe Skay. It's also often wrapped in purple thorns. Oh! Or I suppose because it's all washed out, they, they vary sort of, sort of like pinkish grey to purple. <laughs> <laughs> it's very anti-Jojo being so non-colourful. And that seems clearly a reference to Josuke because, mm. you know, the through line to Joseph, purple, Hermit Purple, etc. Yeah. It's almost as though his heart is stuck. Whoa. Uh... As if enraptured by some kind of thorny life presence thing that sure. he can't quite come to terms with and can't accept because it'll hurt him. At another point, we get um, what appears to be a close-up on someone trimming fingernails. Oh, You know, fingernails are connected to hands. The fingernails connected to the... Finger bone. The finger bone's connected to the hand bone. The hand bone's not connected to anything. Because I cut it off with something. And then, yep. 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 Man, do you reckon there's a serial killer out there? And also, at one pivotal moment, um, when the music, you know, swells or whatever, Mm -hmm. what appears to be a... um, Skull with horns or something similar to that appears. Yeah. And I believe it... Like, either a biting motion or a crushing motion smashes that purple heart. Right. So we've got some clear symbolism opposed to to poster Josuke here. Mmm. Mmm. It's as though they're trying to give me some kind of metaphor. Mm. It's also interspersed with the usual anime opening shots of the characters doing things. Was there anything that stuck out uh, to you particularly? Okay, hang on. Let me try and think. They were walking at one point. Mm-hmm. I remember that. I also remember... They were all kind of like looking a lot. There was a lot of looking and a lot of zooming in on things and then sure. looking <gasps> and then any, going away. Any characters you didn't recognize that stuck out in your mind? So many. So, okay. Uh, Yukako has some other lady who's holding her face or mm. her head or something. Sort of like they're a, sitting on what looks like a bench, like a, a bench or a bed mm. next to each other and sh- like both perfectly upright and. Uh, she, Yukako sitting there. Sort of cupped her jawline yeah. in her hands. Uh, yeah, she seemed calm with it as well. But mm. there's this dotted white line in the middle. As though to distinguish some kind of separation between them. Ooh. And she's clearly in control of her in some way. As a mother, sister, twin, cousin, uncle, niece, nephew. Who knows? You think there's a familial relationship there, though? I think so. Okay. Anything? Any other characters that you recall? Uh, there was a young lady with very pale skin mm. to the point where I was like, is that the lady who got her hand cut off? And she, like the camera sort of zooms towards her and she has an anguished yeah. expression on. And she looks and she goes, <gasps> and then we just go away from yeah. her after a while. And there were like flower petals at one point. Mm. There was uh, also this horrible little kid like feeding birds or whatever. Was there? Yeah. Oh. Remember, I was like, look at that awful goblin. Oh, sort of. <laughs> Rohan appears a few times. He's still going to be around. Oh. He's a going concern. Yes. He looks like he's going to be a main character now. <laughs> like, I think Hazamada and... Who's the guy with the um, lock heart thing? Um, oh, uh, Tamami. Tamami. Looks like they were there as well. There was also that shot um, 
of basically all the all the Stan user cast we've met uh, mm. sort of together. They may have been a Polaroid. Uh, yeah. No, I don't think it was. I think they were just like there posing. Yeah. They were like, yeah. Although it could be a Polaroid. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I wasn't paying much attention. I was, and then yeah. as the music turns to that chorus, um, uh, we see the protagonists, your Josuke, your Jodaro, mm. your Rokiyasu, your Koichi, and they're standing there. And then as their stands emerge, a bunch of purple arrows fly out past them. Like arrows. Oh, and Josuke is apart from them. And then the camera shifts to focus on Josuke. The arrows fly through Josuke. A crazy diamond appears, batters them all off, symbolizing battles with stand users because arrow creates stands and... And Josuke fights yep. bad stand users. Yep, yep, he, that makes he sense. He smashes through them, and then he reaches out his hand. Uh, camera follows his hand as it implies movement forward. Because it is moving. Towards the shadowy silhouette of... A man with cat eyes. Mm, a man who has his back turned, but then as the camera approaches, his face turns into sort of a three-quarter profile and close up on his eyes that have cat-like irises. Is he a witcher? Yep. You got it in one. Problem solved, everyone. <laughs> he hunts men with steel and beasts with <laughs> silver, and he's here to, I don't know, fight some vampires or whatever. He's, he's remember just, remember he's how looking, vampires exist? He's looking for paid work, okay? That's all he's doing. <laughs> so this guy looks very sharp in a mm. business suit. Like, very sharp. Like, I'm confused as to where the hell he comes from. And... It, you know, I, it's not giving anything away based on his positioning yeah. to say this appears to be some sort of vin- villainous figure. He looks like Akuma from Street Fighter, like that backwards pose while looking over the shoulder, kind of. Where All right. Every shot of Akuma ever is him, so that he shows off the like symbol on the back of his shirt thing, his um dojo clothing, his fighting goods. So I'll just share some of the lyrics of this song um up to the first chorus, which I, I assume is the... <laughs> That's... Now... I was like, oh, it's probably like... Which I assume, some- is, assume is the segment that appears in the OP. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's probably some kind of like metaphor, right? And you were like, oh, it's Nick. Pre- it's don't. pretty literal. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here we go. Oh, Jesus. My most precious things seem about to be stolen by a demon that's burrowed into my everyday life. My peaceful moments have already collapsed. Okay. Being unconcerned, so nonchalant, before I even noticed it had been torn away. If I'm going to get it back, I have to act right away. Okay. With the sharpness of a piercing arrow, these colliding hearts are a thing of beauty. And then chorus slash uh, culmination of the segment of the song we see in the OP. I'll chase you anywhere. Uh-huh. Um, and chase you in the Japanese version is in English. Oh, they're saying it in English. Yeah. Okay. I'll chase you anytime. You know I'll chase you. Wait, are they saying the other words in English or just chase so, you? So, example, uh, the first line of that is Doko Madamo chase you. I see. Why do they do this? <laughs> I don't know. I guess it's the same reason why we use, like, French words in songs. Where it's like, yeah, like I the, want la to... La vie en rose. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I want to be your toi. And you're like, I want to be your three? You know what? Sure, why not? Let's roll with it. I'll chase you anywhere. I'll chase you anytime. You know I'll chase you. There is no escape. That didn't rhyme at all. <laughs> What do you want from me, Nick? It's, <laughs> it's a translated song. <laughs> um, okay. So, so so there's a clear sort of thematic shift here where mm. it's been like, you know, we've had some fun, we've met this community, and now something dark is, yeah. is, is, has burrowed is coming or has always been here and is coming to light. And Josuke has to clearly be like, oh, fuck mm. this. Mm. Mm. Interesting. All he wanted to do was go to school and not have to deal with turtles, but... Now, something has burrowed well, that was always It's not there. that he didn't want to deal with the turtles. He just wanted to deal with turtles on his own terms, you know? <laughs> like any one of us Because he was like, I don't like them, so I'm going to touch it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's the biggest plot hole of all of JoJo's. It's not a plot hole. Isn't it? How is that a plot hole? I don't like it, so I will touch it. Yeah, he's like doing self-improvement. That's not a plot hole. I mean, exposure therapy is a terrible idea, isn't it? I don't know. It seems pretty terrible. He wants to. What's Wait, I didn't psych. It is a terrible idea. What's, he's not a psychologist. He's a high schooler. He's just trying to better himself. He should know better. Anyway, the OP. It happens. The chase. 50k on the table if you beat the chaser. Game shows. <laughs> How many chase puns can I make over the next 13 episodes? So Rohan's all like, yes, I'm growing as a manga artist and as a stand user. Read this right now, Koichi. <laughs> so Koichi's all like, oh my god. And then the doorbell rings. <gasps> my god. I know who that'll be. 
It'll be Okiyasu and Josuke. Yeah, our friends. And Rohan peeks out the window and is like, hey, that's Crazy Diamond's Josuke in the hands, Okiyasu. I'm guessing that might be a uh, sort of awkwardly translated line um, just because of Japanese grammar, but it could also be a um, very perfunctory way of Rohan viewing the universe. Like, oh yes, their stands are the threats. These are the people who are attached to them. I think that makes a lot of sense Mm. because he's a manga artist. And so he'd be like, oh, what do they have? Oh, the interesting parts of them. Exactly. Mm. Why are they at my house? Koichi certainly couldn't tell them he needed help. Strange. Little does he know, these guys just like to follow Koichi and see what's up. It's so dumb, but so amazing. And then he turns around and Koichi's gone. <gasps> Cut to Koichi crawling through that dark house. Going down the stairs. Desperately to the door, being like, I don't know how they found me here. Certainly they wouldn't just follow me for no reason. So then he falls down the stairs mm-hmm. because he can't use his legs for some reason. he's made of paper. True. He isn't. Yeah, that would be a barrier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so he falls down the stairs and then slowly weasels his way up to the door. And there's a cool shot where like he agonizingly slowly reaches towards the door handle. And then as he reaches it, there's a, a transition of flipping pages. Mm-hmm. And then he's outside the door, not a book anymore. He's in this really awkward pose where like he's got a hand behind his head and a hand on the door. Mm. Oh, Josuke, Akiyasu, how'd you know I was here? They're like, uh, you know, we followed you. Around. Nothing weird. <laughs> it's just what we do, man. Yeah. Like, what? Some people birdwatch. We Koichi sight. <laughs> oh, I'm just here to see this famous manga artist, Kishibe Rohan, do some drawing. Nothing weird. Huh. So we're both doing nothing weird then. <laughs> <laughs> Good day. <laughs> and, though, and so the episode ended as it just began. Rohan's up in his, um... Daddy back at drawing being like, oh, I've got no interest in Josuke and Okiyasu. I'm just going to go back to drawing. And then, then I'll steal more material from Koichi. You'd think for someone with so much pride in his work, he would be... Not using plagiarist methods? Yeah, he would be opposed to being like, oh, if I just take Koichi's story, it's just derivative. No, because it's real life. And mm. after all, isn't real life the most original thing you can and, take from And, you know, clearly from what we've seen of his manga, he's not just translocating it one-to-one onto the page. I'm pretty sure Koichi doesn't look like a man wearing a Zapelli hat jumping away from a car. Not yet. Oh, shit, is there a stage three? (laughs) (laughs) So. Oh, you're watching a famous manga artist, huh? Have you ever heard of him, Josuke? And Josuke's all, nah, man, even even Hazamata made fun of me for knowing things about manga. So I think Okiyasu's like, oh, pink dark boy. It's pretty, it's pretty big. It's but, a thing. But I don't really care. I just thought you might have been here to, to hook up with some chick, <laughs> which clearly I wanted to watch. This thing was like, man, we were worried you were with some weirdo lady or something like that. Anyway, we get nervous around famous people, so we're going to leave. So they walk off and Koichi goes back inside and then goes... He's, he's, like, he's slumped against the door for a second, being like, hmm. Huh. I wanted to tell Oh, something. and there was a moment of his interior monologue during that conversation where he was like, I feel like I had something I had to say. I didn't want to say that, did I? Mm. Maybe I did. Or did I? Uh, anyway. So he goes back inside. It's like, no, hang on a minute. This isn't right. I, uh, why did I? I didn't want to say those things, did I? Did I? <gasps> oh, my God. And then his, his face opens up again. And it's like electricity everywhere. Yeah. And it's like, I remember everything now. I need to ask for help. Turn, open door, flipping page transition. Bye, guys. See you later. See you, Koichi. And then he goes back inside and goes, wait a minute. I didn't want to say that, did I? Or did I? Close up on cannot attack Kishibe Rohan. I remember everything again. (laughs) Anyway, he goes back to the study. Yeah. He's too strong. I can't attack him. Ah. And Rohan is again feverishly working and we get big katakana sound saying scribble. (laughs) So. Oh, and and also gross close up on his workstation where he's. He's hung Koichi's face pages. Yes. And you can still see the eye holes and mouth holes on them. Yeah, but they're still smiling, you know. (laughs) That's what you call, like, the mouth hanging limp and open. (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, isn't that nice? Isn't that a nice way to view the human face? When it's limp, it's happy. Isn't that a great metaphor for life? No, so you're stressing right now. you got to go full limp. No, no, no. You got Visual to- jokes don't work on podcasts. I'm going to yeah. cut this, but I was doing the Koichi paper face. No, no, you got to get rid of your bones. You're stressing oh, too much with them. Oh, okay. Oh, no, all the bones. <laughs> you got to be like Paper Man. Paper Man, which is that manga character that Hazamata made fun of Josuke for not knowing about. <laughs> so, he's there and he's like, I can't put Rohan at a disadvantage. I'm fucked. 
I'm screwed. There's no He's way gonna around it. Rip all my pages out and kill me. And then Rohan stops and we get katakana sound effect for stop. stop. It makes me so happy. He turns around and looks at Koichi and is like, someone just entered the mansion. So he looks up. And Koichi's shocked face widens over Rohan's shoulder as the camera turns back around and Okiyasu has climbed through the window. So he's just there on his fax machine, if you notice. <laughs> I didn't notice, actually. I just thought he was on the desk. No, Okiyasu is like up on the windowsill and the fax machine. <laughs> and he's just there like, ah. So I guess what happened is Josuke must have opened the door and Rohan heard that and... Um, then shortly after that, Okiyasu came through the window. But what it seems like, if you're not really paying attention, is like, someone's opening my window. Turn around. (laughs) (laughs) Basically. (laughs) Oh, man. So Akiyasu's there, he's being all tough, he's like, don't you try anything or I'll crush you with my stand, named the hand, which can swipe things away with its special hand. Wow. Koichi's all, I don't know how you knew what's going on. But thank fuck you did. So Rohan goes, hmm, yes, I think I know how you knew what was going on. See, when you opened the door, Koichi, Okiyasu must have noticed that scratch on you. You must have scratched your hand on something as you were crawling downstairs. So we get like a nice little three-way like cut on the screen between Rohan on the left, Koichi on in the middle, and then Okiyasu on the right. And then Koichi's face goes away and it shows off like... Basically a gouge out of his hand Mm. that's like a little triangle just cut out. And it's not shallow. Mm -hmm. It's just just bleeding everywhere. Yep. And so then he's like, he turns to his Koichi face dossier and is like, Yes, Okiyasu Nijimura, your stand is the hand. It can swipe things away. You're stupid and have a complex regarding your dead brother. Hey, who is this punk ass weasel? Koichi, tell me about his stand, quick. And Koichi goes, Ah! I want to tell him that if he sees one panel of manga, he loses. Just like in real life. (laughs) But I can't. Because I can't put him at a disadvantage. Rohan very relaxedly turns in his chair and starts glowing with evil energy. (laughs) Very green. Mm. And he's like, I wasn't interested in you, Akiyasu, because I have Koichi, who I'm quite taken with. He's very fetching. Look at him, just on the floor over there. Isn't that great? Now that you're in my house, I have no choice. Holds up manga manuscript. And Okiyasu's like, huh? Yep. Okiyasu rears up, the hand's gonna do a big punch, and then just as it's about to connect, his arm turns into a big ream of paper and he just collapses into the floor. Um, so two things. (laughs) Fatality. So two things about this, right? Mm -hmm. One... I joked to you, oh man, wouldn't it be great if this episode was, joke's on you, I can't read. <laughs> that would be great, and was kind of a prescient prediction, <laughs> uh, but also it's not a matter of reading, it's a man- matter of seeing manga panels. Shit, that is a very good point, isn't it? <laughs> manga is a visual medium, mm. as well as a literary one. Uh, okay. But then the other thing is that Okiyasu's, like, reamification seems a lot more severe than- oh, When he was Koichi's. getting reamed. Yeah. <laughs> when he was getting, you know, rolled up into yeah, he, he like bits. collapses into like a you know when like you spool out a roll of toilet paper, go on like that, yeah, just like loose sheaves, just like weird, like you know when you make um when you get like newspaper and you like cut it in like circles to make those like hanging. Oh, if you're gonna circular... do like some papilla mache or something, yeah, and you got like those circular like winding up and down yeah. kind of strips. He looks like a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah. Mm. He's, he's in a bad state. Yeah. He's a whole lot of paper and not a whole lot of hand. So he collapses uh, and Okiyasu's like, what's up with this guy? And Rohan just says, shut up and, and steps on his hand. We get a close up on his green boots. They're like a heeled shoe. So they're not just like a sneaker or whatever. Unless he just wears heels and being a Jojo character wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> I mean, we've already had a lot of people who've worn heels in this show. <laughs> None of who had any reason to. Hey, Koichi, is Josuke behind the door there? Like I was last episode waiting for you to read my manuscript? Why won't he come out, Koichi? Why do you think? Why won't he come here, Koichi? Why won't he come here? Oh, wait, I think I know why. He's hiding so he won't see the manuscript. That's right, Koichi. You're pretty smart. (laughs) You've got a lot of good qualities. (laughs) As he looks at his face paper, mm. like, hmm, 
Yeah. Okuyasu didn't know about my manuscript, so I could trick him easily. But now Josuke knows, which has put me at a significant disadvantage. The rest of this episode, the rest of this conflict, is basically just Rohan narrating like, this is good for me, but then this is bad for Mm. me. Like any good manga artist, he can think through... All the possibilities. He basically just spends the rest of this episode sh- out loud Sherlock Holmes monologuing this fight. Like, mm. I can predict that Josuke is going to do this because he's like this. And I know that because I read about it on Koichi's face. Mm. Um, now, I think at this point we got- I can read you like a book, Koichi. Uh, um, I think at this point we had the halfway mark, right? In the episode. Yeah, more or less. Uh, and we got some crunchy roll ads. Oh, you know what happened? We did get- um, the usual, like, stand master, Rohan Kishibe, stand name, mm. Heaven's Door. And then the Heaven's Door was like a black silhouette. Yeah. So what's going on there, Nikki boy? I don't know. Because from what we've seen of Heaven's Door so far, it's just a... Just it's a, a page. Just a manga manuscript. Yeah. But it clearly has a fist or, like, four hands or mm. something, which is a bit crazy. Some future developments, mayhaps. Stages like Cell. Mm. <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> so... The very animation cells used in the <laughs> anime adaptation of Pink Dark Boy. Oh my god, amazing. Pink Dark Boy comes to life in full colour. You were going to say something about ads. Um, yeah, so we oh, had... Shit, we got this ad. Yeah, yeah, now you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> so, okay. we Okay, at the start of the episode... So there's this new anime called, like, Golden... Golden Ume or something? No, it was a Japanese word starting with, like, K. Golden Kume? Kameo or something, something like that. So, But this ad... Okay, so at the start of the episode, we get the ad for it that lasts for about, I don't know, like five seconds, ten seconds. Which is shots of like... World War One, Russia trench warfare. And this guy's running it's up with this... this guy like, in this blue bayonet. military uniform charging a, a machine gun trench. And he's running along and then he like stabs a dude. He dives into the enemy trench and is getting into some close-up combat. And the ad cuts away just as he's grabbed this guy by the face and is about to crush his eyes with his thumbs. And that's the entire ad. We were like, <laughs> oh, this, this oh. really took an abrupt turn. Yeah. We were like, oh, so there's some like World War One-esque warfare. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> and then later on, we got like a longer ad where it's like it was completely like, different. Map to golden treasure hidden on tattoos on soldiers' bodies. There's an Amai girl. She's I, I there don't as know well. what that is. It's like a uh, uh, someone. Cool. It's a, like a girl with a bow. Native Alaskan, maybe. I don't know. Looked like it. I don't know. Anyway, point being, what point the being, fuck? this one ad is just with this one guy charging a trench and gouging someone's <laughs> eyes out. Just, just why? Just why is that the ad? Like Crunchyroll, most of the time is like pretty good with just random nonsense. There for was ads, that one right? Dragon Ball Super ad that's just Goku charging for five seconds, right? And, and not charging up, like charging at someone. And we were invested. <laughs> we were like, "Yep, you know what? That's we all enough. know. We all know what a Goku is." Exactly. This one was just like. Oh, so we're just going to gouge his fucking eyes out. That's what you picked. All right. Not the gold. Not the wolves. Not wolves? Yep, not the, the wolves. wolves. Um, not the my girl or whatever it is. Uh, just, yeah. Just some bullshit. Just stabby and gougy. So, that happened. That was a good ad. We also got uh, the little mummy. We've, we've seen the little mummy before. We don't care about the little mummy. Oh, you're meant to. That's the emotional now, focal point of the on. show. Okay. I'm, I'm vetoing all mummy-based discussion, <laughs> JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, until future. Until Mother's Day. Until Which beca- point? Until it hypothetically ever becomes relevant. <laughs> Part nine. Joe Mum. <laughs> sure. Sure. So, uh, Josuke's behind that door. Why is he behind the door, Koichi? Okuyasu's like, he's trying to figure out how to kill you. Yes, but there's also another reason. And to prevent that, I'm going to drag him out into the room as soon as possible. What's, what, but what's the reason? He's trying to figure out whether to flee alone or not. And then we get a shot of Josuke's eye being like, <gasps> no, oh, he understands And Koichi's me. all, no, Josuke would never do that. <laughs> That's true. From what I read about him on your face, Josuke's a manga protagonist and would never abandon his friends. I don't but I'm a manga artist, and I think about what protagonists would do. God damn it, he's such a good manga artist, and Koichi knows me so well, he's such a good friend. If Josuke runs away, he can get help, and that would be bad for me, Kashibe Rohan. <laughs> I'm a manga artist. And Okuyasu and Koichi are like, yeah, he could get help from Jotaro. And if Yukako found out about this, 
She just fucking ruined Rohan's life. Oh, but hang on. There's a problem with that, Okiyasu. I like how Yukako has taken on this status where people are like... We need a crazy bitch to fuck some shit up. Not how I would put it. I've got like People acknowledge that, like, if Koichi is threatened, she's a very tangible threat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We're going to see a lot more of her, I imagine. I think she's in the new OP. Yeah, true. But she's not a main There's, there's one. clearly something else coming along mm, there. Mm, possibly some familial tie. Has familial hair tie, if you will. I won't. Then yep. just Turns tie. out we meet her, her great-great-granddad again, because we met him in part one. It's Bruford, the knight with prehensile hair. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Remember how that's the second time that power's come up in this series? Yeah, but for very different reasons. <laughs> I'm explaining that so that I can stop him. Look what I just wrote on Okiyasu's body, Koichi. Read it out. And there's a protracted series of shots where Okiyasu's like, what does it say? And Koichi's like, oh no. I can't possibly say it. What does it say, Koichi? You'll never believe it, but it's impossible. It's such a strong stand power. If Josuke makes trouble, I, Okuyasu Nijimura, will commit suicide via self-immolation. And Okuyasu's like, that's stupid. I would never do that. Flicks open lighter. Hey, wait a fucking minute. Starts pulling it over to his other hand. Mm. He's like, no, no, my special right hand. I'm a book, damn it. So Josuke steps into the room. And a begrudging oh, steps And in. he's got this stupid face where his eyes oh. are closed and his like, mouth is all scrunched. And like pouty. Mm. He's just there like, mm, I will beat you. So what he does is he closes his eyes, starts running at Rohan. Now, this is the rest of the episode. <laughs> yes. The rest of the episode takes place in compressed time. So I think at one point there's even a timer where Rohan's like, so, so okay. I, I want to get to that moment when it comes up because okay, it's very right. good. <laughs> Here we go. Here so we go. Um, he's monologuing at first. He's like, yes, childish and simple but effective strategy there's nowhere I could run in here and if he defeats me in a single blow heaven's door will dissipate and Okuyasu won't kill himself Hmm, efficient he's running yes his eyes close he can't see he could charge straight in like that so I need to open his eyes I will grab all of my ink my fountain pen nibs which as we all know are the most deadly weapon imaginable <laughs> as per uh, the uh, surface episode yep yep and he just Throws them like shurikens or kunai into <laughs> into Josuke's face. And aren't pen nibs the real modern day kunai? Mm. Mm. Aren't mangaka the modern day ninjas or uh, shinobi? True that. So they stab into Josuke's face. Like around his eyes. And he's like... Mm-hmm. But he keeps going, keeps their eyes closed. He's like, mm, he withstood that. that. Would, like obviously a lot of very painful things happen in this show. Yeah. But that would hurt. Yes. So would like... Being punched multiple times by a super strong, uh, mm. ripped fucking so, magical So what being. happens now is, um, he keeps going, his eyes are still closed, and Rohan's like, oh, this isn't good. If he gets any closer, I'll be finished. Grabs chin, enters vats mode. So there's a timer that pops up. Interior monologue. Left. If I were a protagonist, what would I do? And then the timer pops up, bottom left. Green, like, digital display mm-hmm. counting from zero seconds to 0.200 seconds. <laughs> That's 200 milliseconds. Yeah. And in this time, he deduces, like, if I were a manga protagonist, what would I do? I know. There's something in Koichi's file that can help me. So and he then- yanks a, <gasps> a face page. Yes. Skim, 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 skim. Yes, I know. And then, like, this is a great shot where he's, like, he's holding the face page in front of front of his face like on a 45 degree angle and he looks up smuggest smile on his face you've ever seen mocking pointing finger like with a cocked wrist there's a slight color shift from like purpley to green Mm. i'm going to laugh at your hairstyle josuke isn't it so stupid (laughs) that's from like 20 or 30 years ago you think that's cool in the modern age of 1999 (laughs) and then I think there's Josuke a, stops. There's a dramatic step as like Josuke judders to a halt. Koichi and Okiyasu are like, oh, oh no. he didn't. Oh, this is bad. Josuke starts glowing with purple energy, but then in the next shot we see him, he's he's basically like he's not just glowing with purple energy, and it's not a worldwide color shift like we see in this show so often. Mm-hmm. It's just 
Josuke is red now. He's red from toe to tip, clothes, like, hair, skin, and he's glowing with a red aura. You don't talk about my hair! And he opens his eyes. Hey, here's a fun thing that just happened. Seven, 7k, 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 7k. Yeah, my whole notes app just filled up with a square brackets k7, square brackets k7, square brackets k7. Did you copy and paste something? I don't think I did, but I... Have you just been typing by... No, you see, because when this goes into tablet mode, it doesn't... Weird. Yeah, that's fucking weird. Yeah, never mind. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe a manga artist could tell us how it happened. Yep. Josuke's eyes open. What did you say about my hair? There's that a classic little... line. The audience goes nuts like Kramer just split, slid into the room <laughs> as he says his classic crash, his classic crash phrase. Uh, there's like a little red kind of flashy. Oh yeah, like a, like an anger mark over his eye. Yeah, and uh, it it looks a little dumb because Josuke's been a little he's been a, a little bit dumb. Mm. Let's be real. Try and say that one more time. He goes, oh, you idiot. And he holds up. Well, first he taunts him a bit more. He, oh. just, he wraps salt in that wound. Oh. You know. That hair doesn't look good on you all. It's lame. It's like a dirty bird has made a nest in your head. You take that then back. The ultimate insult is he slowly reaches out and boops the pomp. <gasps> Never boop the pomp. Fun fact, if you don't have a good pop filter, boop the pomp might be one of the most <laughs> unpleasant phrases to say into a microphone. <laughs> boop the pomp. A man... Named Boop the Pomp. And he holds out that manuscript page. And uh, he goes, ha, 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 I've, I've won. won. And, and then Josuke punches right through it. Crazy diamond fist. <laughs> just right fucking through it. Yep. Just not even caring about the manuscript. And goes straight to his face. We get a classic JoJo's Bizarre Adventure protagonist. Punch flurry. <laughs> Dora-ra-ra-ra. Josuke's theme with that cool sort of synthy piano-y music kicks in. Oh, not that. Not okay. that. Oh. Um, it's cool. Punch, 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 punch. Rohan flies backwards into his his stylish bookshelf, slams into it. It falls on him. He's like, what? No. He spends the rest of the episode under there. <laughs> but but how what? Something that Koichi didn't know? Yeah, cut to Okiyasu and Koichi who are back to normal. And they're like, oh great. This is amazing. We're not books anymore. I mean, although it is a bit weird, so though, isn't the it? stupid thing is, mm. we're getting a bit ahead of ourselves. But the 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 thing is that he was so angry about his hair being made fun of that he basically stopped processing visual information. Yeah, that's a thing that happens. You know that bad translation, the the Duane translation. Oh, that we, I've, I've shared a couple of lines from before. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I believe the way they describe that in th- this in that mm. is. He got so angry he forgot what books are. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so yeah, Koichi and Okiyasu are like, what? But hang on. So how does he... It's Wow, his hair problem is much worse than I imagined. Yeah, he really gets angry. Do you reckon he's one of those guys oh, that... Oh, and then a page on the floor picks itself up and flies back into Koichi's face. As a chair flings itself overhead. Yeah, he's still going. He's like, just smashing up the room looking for Rohan because he... he... Can't see what's going on. He's lost all sense of self. He's like, oh, do you reckon he's one of those guys that when he gets angry and insulted about his hair, he just loses all sight? And he's just, just seeing red. And uh, Josuke is like, where is he? Where's the guy? I'll get you. I'm not done breaking your bones yet. Hey, you make fun of my hair. I make fun of your existence. What? And Rohan crawling himself out from under the bookshelf. He's like, why does he get so angry about his hairstyle? Why? It wasn't in Koichi's face. <laughs> so rarely do you get to say that and about people. it's weird and dumb that it isn't in Koichi's face because then Koichi tells the story of why he gets so angry about his hair. He was like, oh, I think I remember why he gets so they, angry. They do justify it afterwards by him being like, I kind of thought he was making it up so I wasn't really paying attention. Yeah. And he's like, well... So I didn't really remember it till just now. It was something like when he was four or something. Yeah, okay. When, when he was young. When Josuke was four. Nailed it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Back in the, the far-off past of 1988. Eight. Yes, that one. That sounds very familiar as far as years go. Well, it might also sound familiar as far as events go. <gasps> what? <laughs> that in that time... 
there was a 50-day period where Josuke had a very intense fever and people thought he might die. <gasps> My god. And we see the best character in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Tomoko. Yes. Driving her car in the middle of a snowstorm, feverish Josuke in the back seat. It was the worst snowstorm to hit Mario in 18 years. Mm. And she's clearly bogged down in that snow. And like, there's a moment where she she slams her face into the uh, the steering wheel in frustration. It's like, what do I do? There are no cars that have come by here in this, and there's no payphones nearby. It's ah, oh, it's all my fault. I should have just called an ambulance. And she's clearly desperate to mm. save Josuke, and she's she thinks she's fucked up. Solid mothering mm. out of ten. Mm. Touching moment. Mm. I shouldn't Sorry. have brought him out here. It's all my fault. And then Koichi's narration cuts in. That's when it happened. <laughs> there's some school kid. There's a guy with like. Pompous a hair. guy with a familiar silhouette. Hmm, very familiar, one might say. It's almost like that's the point of this story. Too familiar. So, um, there's a guy, he's got the pomp, he's got... Joe Imaginary Skay is... What? It's like Imaginary Joe Skay, but it's Joe Imaginary Let's, let's not do that. <laughs> um, he's got a classic black Japanese school uniform on. Mm-hmm. Lacking... Massive. Ooh. Lacking the additional adornments that... That Josuke has. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. It's a very clear-cut, very sleek. Yeah, he's got, like, a something on his collar, but that might just be a button clasp that's part of the uniform. We mm-hmm. don't really get a good look at it. Yeah. It's, uh... It looks like Josuke, basically. It looks like a stripped-down version of Josuke. Yeah. He's got blood from his face for some reason, but we never really get a good look at his face. Mm. I... He's clearly, he's clearly in the middle of some shit. Yeah. I immediately was like... Is that just is that just Josuke? You and a lot of people who yeah. encounter this story are like, is that just Josuke? Because I feel like manga storytelling conventions, particularly shonen manga, have primed us to be like, if there's a guy in the past who's never seen of again mm. and who looks just like a protagonist, yeah. there's probably some time travel going on. But I feel like that's overlooking the fact that the point of this story is it's like why Josuke does Josuke shoes? look like that? Because he styled himself to look like this guy. Because this guy saved him life, his life. Yeah, but it's like he's even got a similar facial structure. We don't see his facial structure though, because he's in shadow face. Yeah, you see his jaw. He's got a jaw. He's a teen. Who cares? Ah, oh. more on this shortly. Um, flashback continues, and the kid who only speaks in like silent movie style supertitles. Mm-hmm. Because we don't know who he is. Yep. And his identity is not important. Mm-hmm. He's all like, "Hey, hey, you're in trouble." Let me help you. Your kid's sick, right? I'll push the car for you. He takes off his jacket. In our current colour palette, we get a brief shot. It appears he's wearing some sort of purple long sleeve shirt underneath. Ooh. That's not going to come back later to make Josuke's fashion decisions for him. No, Josuke wears a yellow tank top under his. Does he? Yeah. Oh. Oh, shit. All right. <laughs> so, he starts pushing that car along. Starts pushing that car along. He's all, uh, again, in the empty... Oh, also, it was it's good because when Tomiko first sees him, she's like, hey, go away, we're in the middle of some stuff. But he's like, no, I'm going to help. I'm a gentleman. Puts that jacket under the tyres and says, again, in the subtitles or supertitles, uh, I'm going to push. When I push, press on the accelerator and then don't stop or you'll get bogged down again. Mm-hmm. And Tomiko's like, okay. Great. They start working together. They start making some progress. Yep. Car drives off. As he's pushing, Josuke sees his hair and his face in, in the, the window, in the rear window. And then as they're driving off, we get a, a shot of him in the rear view mirror, just watching them drive away. Mm. He's like, I did a good thing today. Back to fighting the gangsters at Bass High or whatever it is <laughs> I'm doing. So we then get a cutaway or a slow fade into a more modern day, not the current situation, but a more modern day thing of Josuke standing on like a railing. Just or like, on the street yeah, or something. With and, Koichi. And Koichi's there. He's like, and that's who I wanted to be. And whenever anyone insults mm. my hair, I won't stand for it. Because it's like insulting him. Yeah. So this is... Okay, I wanna, let's take a moment and talk about this now. So Josuke travelled back in time. No. Okay. It's so key. And and, and there's, a, there's, a, there's a segment of the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure fan community mm. who will be like, oh, Araki was clearly setting up some time travel bullshit here and then mm. didn't come back to it. But it's so key that that's not the case to, like, the overall mm. themes of this story. Yeah. I mean, because this is not only the foundation of Josuke's 
identity. He's a, he's a physical appearance, yeah. but of his ethos yeah. too, where like it's important to help people. And, mm. and even if you don't know someone, it doesn't mean you shouldn't do a good thing for them because it's making your town a better place. And, you know, you're putting good stuff out there. So then the other people who you help will also become good people yeah. and put good things out there. And it all just falls apart <laughs> if it's, oh, that's me. I better save my own life. Yeah, but close time loops, William. But there's no time travel, so... Oh, well, there's time stopping, and, though. Yes, but... And is, we can all move forward there's, through there's, time. Josuke never travels back in time. Oh. I will tell you that for free. God damn it, Araki. And the story is better for it. Yes. Fine. No. Damn it, okay, fine. <laughs> all right, fine. We'll leave it there, then. <laughs> That's why Josuke looks like what he does. Mm-hmm. That's why he's got the hair. That's why he's got the look. That's why he's a good person. And it's why he's still alive, possibly. And that's why you shouldn't judge a book by your cover. Because even if you are a... A literal book. An 80s... I was going to say 80s teen delinquent. Oh. You you still still might be a good person and you might be able to stop your friends from getting turned into books. (laughs) Or after they get turned into books, you can try and save them. Maybe. And also, yeah, I do feel like the people who are like, looks like Josuke, must be Josuke, are ignoring the fact that Koichi is telling a story about why Josuke looks like this guy. So it's like, yeah. And also that it's also a story that Koichi is telling. Yeah. And And he's filling a lot of the blanks. Specifically says at the start, like, I don't know all the details. So some of it's guesswork. Yeah. (gasps) What if it was Joseph all along? What if it was Koichi? (gasps) And he was like... I really grew to admire Josuke, so I started styling my hair like him, and then I went back in time and saved his life. To be fair, we don't know if Koichi goes back in time. Yeah, we do. Shit. (laughs) Alright, fine. (laughs) But what if he does time travel? But he doesn't. Oh. Like, I know. No. But. (laughs) No buts. Damn. Any other Josuke time travel theory questions? If Josuke travels back in time... Would it be Which to he doesn't. St- would it be to stop himself ever being born so that he didn't have to deal with the daddy issues that he currently has to come to terms with? Man, that's dark. Like, yeah. oh, my life has caused a lot of complications for the Joestar family. I should go back to the future myself. Yeah. Would he? No. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Josuke is selfless, but he's not suicidal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sure. All right. Yep. That Great. Okay. Yep. So we're agreed. There's no time travel, nor any intention for there ever to be. And anyone who tells you otherwise is a charlatan who wants your wallet. But what if Okiyasu can shorten space-time? So, back in the, the present, in the now. The present of 1999. The far future of 99. Mm. And that's why Josuke styles his hair like that and doesn't like it when people make fun of it. Wow, I guess it must be really important to him. And Okiyasu's like, no, Rohan's holding a pen. Quick, get him. And he does a leaping knee into the air. It's like, you're going to try and do the thing again with us, you monster. And Rohan's all like, no, no. It was just such a beautiful story that Josuke truly does have a heart of gold. I just wanted to sketch it out quickly before I lost consciousness. And Okiyasu and Koichi are like, "Oh, oh, that's not a good sign. I'm so lucky. I'm glad I moved to Mario. Yeah, he's never going to learn, is he? At this point, you have to commend him. He's got a good attitude. Yeah, and then, like, another chair flies across the room. You're like, there you are. And shot of Josuke having torn the bookshelf away. Again, still all red. Looming over Rohan. Big fist poised. I'm not done punching you yet. And Okiyasu and Kuichi are like, and you kind of have to commend his as well, I guess. Cut to a page of a, a manga release. Pink Dark Boy will be taking a hiatus for the next month due to unexpected sickness. <laughs> There's a little Rohan in the top corner that's like, sorry. Give him like a weird thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> Broken thumbs up. Yeah. To be continued. <laughs> so, Nick. Yeah. What are our highlights and lowlights for this episode? Stop. Stop. The katakana. <laughs> like, what even? Mm-hmm. Also, just the highlight of, oh, so he loses sight. Mm. Actually... I mm, no, I think the the turning of a joke into a serious thing I like a lot. Sure, just Joe's gay's recurring hair gag yeah. becoming like 
a core part emotionally himself. driven yeah. part of his backstory. Where it's like, it's funny, but now it's like, yeah. oh, I laughed at that. <laughs> and also, yeah, never happens again now yeah. that we know. Mm, alas, the, f- the humour is gone forever. <laughs> it's like, make fun of his hair. And you're like, don't make fun of his hair. Um, but no, I reckon that's probably the highlight. Just because like, the gag was already pretty funny. And now it's like, oh, that's so endearing. <laughs> Your highlight? My highlight, that moment with Tomoko in the car where she's like, no, I fucked up. I need to save my son. Mm, That's touching. Mm. It's good. It's good shit. Mm-hmm. She loves his son. His, his illegitimate son, I guess you would say. No. You, her son. son. Her son. Yeah. Low, Low lights. lights. Ooh. Jinx. Ooh. You owe me lunch. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Um, I mean, the obvious. I know what your low light's going to be. Do you? I don't. Face page. Nah, face page is fine. Oh, okay. Uh, my it's good. It's like, it's gross, but it's good gross. Yeah. Oh, God. Actually, my highlight is that one shot of that bird. <laughs> That's going to be my low light. Because it was just like, what is going on? Just what? A cool shot to open the episode. Nah, I wasn't a fan of it. I was like, what? what? Why? And it's what? eating a spider. Like that very same spider what Rohan dealt with. Yeah, but yeah, it's just like, it's, it's kind of a useless shot. That's it's fair. like wholly metaphorical. But my low light is how... The subsequent sequence following that is just a recreation of what happened last week. Yeah. Which I get it. Like, you know, what's releasing a serialized cartoon, you've got to, you know, lead back in sometimes. But Stop we've seen filling it. out. Give me it's some original TV content. on demand. Yeah. Um, God. So many highlights. So many good bits. So, Nick. Yes. We know why Josuke looked like that. Because he went back in time. Shut up. To, okay. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Manga artist extraordinaire Kishibe Rohan hospitalized. Yep. Koichi Nokiyasu still around. Yep, that makes sense. Josuke, Jotaro, Joseph, Invisible Baby still around. God, I forgot about the Invisible Baby. Uh, mysterious, unexplained presence in Morio looms ever more present yeah. with the presence of the new OP. Mm. What do you think is going to happen next time on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure in the episode entitled Let's Go Hunting? Fucking what? <laughs> what? Okay, hang on. When you say, let's go hunting. Let's go hunting. It's not spelled weirdly or anything. It's just hunting. Let's go hunting. Mm, okay. Do you reckon, uh, maybe Joseph is like, I got to get away from this baby, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get that it likes me, but I got to get away from this baby for a day. You know, I'm just an old man. Let's go shoot some. Yeah. So he might be a hunting man now, you know? After... I, I, that wouldn't surprise me about yeah. Joseph Joestar. Yeah. After years of old age and, like, getting rich. I can see him doing it in his youth. Oh, yeah, possibly. Because he did grow up in the... 20s. Yeah. Ooh. He did, didn't he? Well, 40s. Yeah, the 40s. There we go. 30s. 50s. He grew up in all those decades. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he grew up then when, you know, hunting was kind of a thing. When it was like, you know, you take your boy out and get him, mm. break him in a bit. Yeah. Kind of. Although, you know, he didn't know his dad, so it's a bit harder in New York where it's oh, highly Speedwagon could take him. Yeah, Speedwagon could take him. Um, maybe, let me think, maybe like it's a good bonding experience for your son to go hunting. Oh yeah, sure. So he's like, Josuke, we're going to go hunting. Jodo will look after the baby. And what are they hunting? Um, are you allowed to hunt deer in Japan? I didn't, I assume they have deer in Japan. They have deer, but I don't know if you can hunt them. Okay. Uh, maybe they're hunting koi. Um, maybe Joseph has a special hunting license. Maybe. Because he's rich and influential. Yeah. Maybe it's like, they're going to go hunt some deer in a f- nearby forest near Morio. So it's like, the Morio forest stretches for 20 kilometers in every direction. It's like, ooh. Um, there is no way in or out of the town that does not involve the Morio forest. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Maybe they go hunting in this forest and... I would love if the manga artist shows up again. Rohan's in the forest watching them in the wheelchair being like, This will make a great story. Yeah. So, obviously there's going to be a stand user that shows up in the forest of some kind. Maybe he'll be like, don't you understand? Oh, like a um, environmentalist? Yeah. Like a, like a hippie kind of guy that's like, hey man, the trees are alive as well. I know this because I can talk to them. And it's like, you're a crazy dude. And then he can just- And then he's like, no, look at this. And then like roots grab them. Yeah. It's like ants start emerging or something. It's either going to be that or the big guy who we're chasing, we're going to have one of his minions show up. Sure. 
And he'll be like, eh, 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 it's that filthy Joseph. Let's hunt him. You know. Oh, and it'll be like the Ongo Boingo episodes from the villain's perspective. Yes. Oh, exactly. It'll just be a huge chaotic mess of, okay, all we have to do is just kill the Joseph and then we can get Josuke and take him hostage for his money. Because he's just a kid. That Joseph guy, he took down a vampire. We need to kill him first. Remember how they exist? Yeah. Either that or be like, we need to kill off the heirs and get his money or sure, something. Sure. I don't know. Some some We're hunting reason. Joe stars. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So, before we close off the episode, mm-hmm. there's just a piece of listener correspondence <gasps> I want to address. I love listener correspondence. Nick, you got this wrong. So wrong. So. So. This comes from Brent. Hey, Brent. Brent writes, hi there. New listener from the States here. Nice. Just catching up and had a question for you guys. Go for it. What are you two planning to do once you're caught up with the part four anime and part five still hasn't been announced? Will you guys continue on with the manga? (laughs) Thanks for all the fun times. You guys rock. So, um, the spectre of what will we do once we finish part four has increasingly loomed over (laughs) us. Uh, Ever since part four was announced. It's a fairly common piece of listener correspondence we get, I'd say. Um, Yes. I I think we addressed it fairly early in the JoJo's world run being like, hey, we'll think about that when we get there. Hmm. But it, we were getting ever and ever closer to being there. We uh, were like, oh, God, we're going to have to decide something. But guess what? We don't have to decide something because as I'm sure you've heard by now, listener, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 5 has been announced and will be airing in, I believe, October of 2018. That's when my birthday is. Oh, sweet. Mine's <laughs> shortly after that. Sick. Yeah. So, our indifference paid off. Yeah, we don't have to address that question ever. ever. Again. What are we going to do? What after? will we do when we finish part five? Fuck off. When part <laughs> six will certainly be not announced yet. Well, that's a question we aren't going to address <laughs> until I'm going to say the last five episodes of part five. Are you insane? The last five episodes? Okay, sure. Address on air, I mean. Oh. Yep. So... See you next time, Joe Stars. <laughs> Man, we are the, the most, uh, most amazing planners on the planet. Thanks for running in, Brent, and giving us an opportunity to be hyped for part five. You the man, etc. <laughs> so, if you would like to correspond with us, uh, you can, of course, reach us at jojospodcast at gmail.com, as our friend Brent did, or uh, Jojo's Podcast on Twitter. If you like us a lot, and I mean a lot, to the point where you just want to throw money at us, you can support us on Patreon. If you want to support... Oh, and that's patreon.com slash JoJo's World, of course. Mm-hmm. If you want to support us in a non-monetary sense, we sure do love a uh, rating and review on iTunes or other platforms that we may be on. Just tell your friends, tell your family, tell it your... It doesn't cost anyone anything to give us five stars. The most amount of stars. It might cost them their integrity, but it doesn't cost us a damn thing. <laughs> I think we put out a good quality product. Sure. Five star worthy product. Sure. I don't really listen to the show, so I don't know if it is Until or not. Until next time. To, to be, be continued. continued.